The reading was a dramatized performance of Acts chapter 2, with sound effects provided by the congregation. Jesus told his friends to wait in Jerusalem, to wait for the helper he'd promised them. So they waited. They waited and they prayed for 10 days. And while they waited, the streets of Jerusalem filled up with people from every land, people from the north and the south, people from the east and from the west, people from all over the world who came together to celebrate the festival of Pentecost. Jesus' friends were in an upstairs room when suddenly some surprising things began to happen. They heard a wind blow, harder than the fiercest storm, but nothing was blown about. Very good. That's good wind. Very good. They heard the flickering of flames and they watched tongues of fire dance over their heads, but nobody smelled any smoke. And then the helper came, the Holy Spirit, and he filled them all with the presence and power of God. And what they heard next was talking, strange words pouring out of each and every mouth. So they rushed outside, eager to tell the crowd about what had happened. And now suddenly everyone could understand for now, Jesus' friends were able to speak in foreign languages, languages they had never learned, all because of God's Holy Spirit. What better way to tell the world about Jesus? These people are drunk. It's nothing but a load of gibberish. And then Peter stood up. Peter, who had been with Jesus from the start. Peter the fisherman. Peter, who had never made a speech in his life. Listen, everybody, we are not filled with wine. We are filled with something else, God's own Holy Spirit. Many years ago, a prophet said this would happen, and it's happened today because Jesus, who died on a cross, was brought back to life by God, and now he sits beside God in heaven. It was Jesus who sent this wonderful gift to us. The people felt sorry for what they had done to Jesus. Peter told them to say sorry to God, and then they too would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what happened. 3,000 people said they were sorry. They were baptized and were filled with God's Holy Spirit. Awesome. So Jesus kept his promises, didn't he? We heard in that story how Jesus had promised to send the Holy Spirit. And at, te at Pentecost, uh, 10 days after Jesus had returned to heaven with his father, to be with his father again, he sent the Holy Spirit just as he promised. But what does that mean? Why did Jesus send the Holy Spirit to the disciples? Well, we're going to hear two reasons. I'm going to speak about the first reason, then in a bit Sarah's going to come and speak about the second reason. The first is that they needed the power of God. And they needed the power of God to be able to carry on the work that Jesus had started to change the world. Before Jesus went back to heaven, he said this to his disciples. He said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them 
to obey everything that I've commanded you. Jesus knew that the disciples for that mission needed the power of God. So thinking about power, I'm going to put on my table, just up here, a, there's a toaster already there, a, uh, oh, left over, my phone over there, can you grab my phone, Diana? Uh, a lamp, and my phone, fantastic, lovely. So, that's what I've got on my table this morning. Uh, now, is anyone hungry? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't actually have any breakfast this morning, so let's have some toast. I mean, I've only got one slice, so we have to, let's hope the feeding of the 5,000 happens. Awesome. So whilst that's cooking, uh, we'll have some toast very soon. So whilst we wait for that to cook, I'm just, I'm just excuse, excuse me, I just need to call my mum for a minute. Um, oh, I haven't spoken to her a while, but my phone's not working. Okay, right, never mind that. Uh, let's see how the toast is coming. It's not working. It's obviously a broken toaster, isn't it? Is, is there something wrong with my toaster? Ah, let's, I don't know, let's shed some light on the situation. <laughs> it's not working, right? What? Anyone tell me what's wrong? What's wrong? Ollie? I have to. Of them in. Well, obviously, I haven't, they don't have any power, do they? Well, thankfully, someone's left an extension cable here. <laughs> you, can never trust, you can never trust the youth club, can you? <laughs> Let's plug them in, see if this does any better, okay? Let's hope it still works. Right. Toaster, phone, there we go. Oh, that's come on, so that's good. And then, lovely. Right, so let's get that cooking. Lovely. Right. So my toaster now has power. And with the power, it can do what it was meant and created to do. It can start cooking toast, can't it? Uh, so now my phone has power. <coughs> so now I could call my mum if I wanted to which it was meant, what it was made to do. And now, my lamp has some light. So it can also do what it was made to do. Like the toaster, the phone and the lamp, the disciples needed power. Not electrical power, like they need, but the power that comes from God. The disciples knew that when Jesus told them to go and change the world, they couldn't do it by themselves. They needed the gift of the Holy Spirit, and that's what, exactly what Jesus had promised to send them in, on Pentecost in Jerusalem on that day. So on the day of Pentecost, when they got the Holy Spirit, the disciples were changed people. They now had the courage to be Jesus' witnesses, to share the message of God's love to all those people. And as we heard in the story, after Peter spoke, a crowd that gathered... 3,000 people turned to Jesus, and that was one powerful sermon from someone that had never given a speech in his life. 3,000 people's lives were changed that day, and the church was born. When we celebrated earlier the church's birthday, it's not this church, but us as a people 
of church. The church as a group of people has been going for 2,000 years. And from that day, 2,000 years ago, the church grew and grew and grew. And all through the book of Acts in the Bible, you can read stories of how people uh, were changed and how incredible powerful, and powerful ways that God used the first disciples. Over 2,000 years later, we still, like the disciples, need the power of the Holy Spirit so we can follow Jesus and change the world as well. We need the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can love other people and really change lives. A bit like the toaster, right on cue, needs love to change bread into toast. It needed power to change bread into toast. We also need the power of the Holy Spirit to show love so we can change lives for other people. We need the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can tell other people about Jesus, what he has done for us and for them, what he can do for them, helping them reconnect with their Heavenly Father, a bit like my telephone needs power to connect to people. We also need the Holy Spirit to help us tell others about Jesus. And we need the Holy Spirit so that we can live holy lives, shining lights a bit like the lamp, um, on a, of, shining the light of kindness on this dark and scary world that we live in as we follow Jesus. But the promise of the Holy Spirit was not simply given to Jesus' first disciples. It was given to us as well. Do you know how much we need the Holy Spirit? Let's have a think about the world that we live in. We see, when we watch the telly, polluted seas and polluted land, don't we? We see people fighting on the news. We see pictures of starvation, hear stories of loneliness, sadness, people being ill, and so on. But we have the power to change this world. And we can do it even if it's just one person at a time because we have been given the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's pray this morning that we will receive that power and we can change the world. So it's been a bit of an exciting morning, hasn't it? We've had a birthday cake and presents and balloons and party games and... Uh, bit of toast maybe. Uh, looking forward to a bit of cake and the cake is for people to have at the end if they'd like some. So it is exciting when we're waiting for something and especially if it's a birthday and there's been a lot of birthdays this week. Um, and the disciples were waiting expectantly, perhaps a bit fearful, not quite sure what was going to happen and they were waiting for something they didn't know what it was. But we know that it was the Holy Spirit. It was a special gift from God. Um, and so I thought we'd see, well, how can we know what the Holy Spirit is and the presence of the Holy Spirit? Because it's really hard to understand, isn't it? So I've got a box here. Anybody want to come and see what's in this box? Oh, come on then. I'm all right if Martin's phone rings. I can have a... Quick answer. I'm afraid it's not that well wrapped up. Just feel it. Do you think? Anything exciting in there, do you think? No. <laughs> Why? Oh, hold on. Why is it any good? It feels because it feels empty. feels empty. That's a bit rubbish then, isn't it? Do you want to have a look inside, see if there's anything in it? Uh-oh. 
You were right. It's empty. Do you want to stay and help me with something else? Okay, so the Holy Spirit is hard to understand because it's not like a real person. We can't touch the Holy Spirit like a physical person. That's why it's really hard to understand and believe. But sometimes, though, we can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in a different way. So a bit like we can't see the wind, but we see it moving the trees. And we, can't, we can see water, and we can see it rippling across the water when the wind goes across the water. So in my other box, which is white to represent the Holy Spirit, obviously. Right, can you take out something down the bottom there? That, what, that yellow. So we're just having a little recap this morning. Do you want to open it? Surely it's not wrapped up that well. <laughs> right, what we got? A candle. A candle. Can you put it in that candle holder? Right. Shall we see if it'll... Let's make sure it's in. Hmm? Maybe it's not in. Let's see if we can light it. So the candle. What, what have we talked about this morning? What do you think the candle's about? Any idea? The flame of the Holy Spirit. Fantastic. It's wonderful. Okay. Shall we have somebody else to open the next thing? Is that all right? Somebody else want to help me? Come on then. Right. So, can you open that for me? So our flame is the power of the Holy Spirit. We know fire can start small, but it could be quite dangerous, can't it? It spreads and it can be quite dangerous, but it's very powerful. So we have to be careful with fire. But we're not talking about physical fire today. We're talking about how it's like, the Holy Spirit is like fire. It, it can sp spread and give us power and give us courage to go out. So what have we got there? A fan. A fan. Can I have a go with it? Quite fancy, isn't it? What does it do? What do we need a fan for? You can get wind without, without actually having wind. Okay. And why might we use the fan sometimes? If you're hot, then you can um, use it to cool yourself down. Can you cool me down? I'm feeling a bit hot now. It's cold earlier, but I'm feeling a bit... Oh, that's better. Fabulous. So... A fan. So we can't see the wind, but we can make wind with a fan. You have to do it really fancy. Okay. And um, Jesus can come to us powerfully, a bit like the flame, but also it could be more gentle. In a gentle wind, we can feel the presence of Jesus around us, maybe speaking to us quietly, helping us so that we can be closer to God, so we can talk to him and speak to him and pray to him. And one more person. Oh, your hand shot up. Right. Do you want to get that out of there and see what it is? Yes. What we got? What we got there? A bear. A teddy bear. Have you got any teddy bears at home? Yeah, I've got many. Many. I think even when you're older, you have a teddy bear sitting somewhere on the shelf. 
And what might you want a teddy bear for? What do you do with your teddy bear? Well, sometimes at night I sneak and get my teddies out of the pile and then put it on the side of me. So you put them on the bed? Yeah. Do you have lots of teddies in bed with you? Mm-hmm. And do they make you feel safe? Yeah. And do you cuddle them? Mm, well, sometimes. Sometimes, okay. So, and we have lots of different sized teddies. This is just a, a medium-sized teddy, but you can have little teddies. And some people have great big teddies that take up the whole bed. Have you got any big teddies? Um, two. Two big teddies. So there's, you can fit you all in the room together. Yeah. Thank you very much. We all like a teddy. Come on. Even men like teddies. And they're so soft and cuddly. And we all like a teddy, don't we? Because teddies, you know, even when you're little, you might talk to your teddies and tell them all your problems or play with your teddies. So you can talk to your teddy. You can cuddle your teddy. If you're a bit sad, you might like your teddy. And Jesus, or the Holy Spirit, is not really a teddy, but he can be like a teddy, can't he? He can be somebody that we can talk to. He can be our friend. We can tell him all our problems but he can comfort us. So when we're sad, when we're lonely, when we've got problems, the Holy Spirit can come and comfort us and help us and heal us sometimes when we're ill or if we've got other problems. So the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit is something that we can feel or see around us. And the Holy Spirit is just a special gift from God um, to all of us. So the disciples had that special gift on that day because they needed the power to go out and tell people about Jesus. They knew Jesus. They knew that he died for them. They'd seen him risen again and they needed that power and that strength and courage to go out and tell other people. And we need the Holy Spirit today because we have lots of things that we've got to deal with in our everyday lives. And so we want God to come and live inside us. So the Holy Spirit is God living inside us so that we can feel his presence in our lives. And when we have this gift, it can help us in so many different ways because it's really hard to live the Christian life. And so we need the Holy Spirit to help us and to change us. So we're going to sing a song now about the Holy Spirit um, which we sang at the beginning, and some people may know it, and it talks about being overcome by the Holy Spirit. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to come into our lives, fill us and help us to lead the life that he wants us to do. So we're just going to sing that song now. <laughs> 